Welcome in to episode number four of the One and Done podcast featuring Austin Atwood, Jake Uther, and yours truly, Dan Cooter. As always, remember to plug the Twitter account here at One and Done Podcast where you can catch us. Got a lot to talk about here today as Feast Week. Got a recap coming up on that. Uh, we got our three and three with Austin as three teams and three players. And just a lot to digest and take in. We had a couple of big top 25 upsets as well. We'll rattle those off for you to begin the show. But before we do begin, how was everyone's Thanksgivings? Fantastic. Ate a lot of turkey and chicken wing dip. What about you, Jake? It was great. I'm still full from eating all that food. (laughs) We came home home from uh, my parents' house, and Sam can attest to this. I literally took four tums and could not, like, get into bed. Like, my stomach hurts so bad. Jesus. It, it was terrible. <laughs> you know what it was? Is I was like, I went in for the seconds on the stuffing. And then after that, um, I had apple pie, a piece of cheesecake with the apple pie. Uh-huh. And I had two scoops of ice cream. <laughs> it was bad. It wasn't good. And then I think I had another piece of cheesecake when I got home or something like that. But, <laughs> Oh, cheesy Eddie's. Have you ever had it before? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. It's good stuff, though. But anyway, we had some games on Thanksgiving as well. We will get into those. Uh want to give a quick shout-out here to Ethan Mosier. He's our uh, our graphics designer, unofficial title, I guess. But he came up with our header, our profile picture on Twitter. That will be updated tomorrow, as you can catch us on Apple Podcast now as well. Big things are happening here. I mean, no one's listening yet, but it's baby steps. It's one step at a time. We got we record on Anchor, and you can listen to it on Anchor as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Is there any more other than that, Jake? Or Pocket Cast, whatever that, <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. I mean, soon we'll be on Google Play. We'll be on all your major sites. You can catch us anywhere. But you know, as I always say, rough around the edges. One thing at a time, and we're getting there. Anyways, let's jump into things here. And I'm going to start it off, Austin, with our top 25 upsets that we had. And this just kind of is a a good barometer for the amount of parity that we've had so far in college basketball. And it started with number one Duke being shocked at home by Stephen F. Austin. And we will get into more of that when we do our three teams and three players coming up shortly Michigan State was defeated by Virginia Tech. North Carolina lost to Michigan. And then Gonzaga lost to Michigan as well. Texas Tech lost twice to unranked opponents, Creighton and Iowa. Tennessee lost to Jake's team, Florida State. Number 20, VCU lost to Purdue. They did rebound. No, they didn't rebound today. Tennessee won that game. So VCU will probably fall out of the top 25. And then Utah State, a back-and-forth game. It was at St. Mary's. That, I think, is the main reason why the Aggies will not fall out of the top 25. I've been impressed with them early on. So I think St. Mary's is a ranked team. They were just unranked. I'd say the same for Michigan as well. But we had a lot of ranked teams fall to unranked teams, a lot of top 25 upsets. And, Austin, I know you love the parody that we've seen early on. I do love it. Um, just a, there'll be a revolving door around the number one ranking all year long. And I do just want to say, if, we, if you've been listening for the past couple episodes and we've been hyping up your team, I'll be very worried. <laughs> We've hyped up Virginia Tech. It's not even like they've lost. Duke joke. lost. Michigan State, they've lost. Uh, Utah State as well. So, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> we're out for you. 
We are coming for you. And we mentioned the Duke loss at home to Stephen F. Austin, and that brings us to three and three. And we'll start with your three teams here, Austin. Yep. So uh, my number, you know, they'll go in order this week. My number one team of the week um, since our last podcast would be Michigan. Three wins in three days in the battle for Atlantis tournament, defeating two top ten teams in North Carolina and Gonzaga. Um, maybe a team that we've overlooked uh, in the beginning of the season. They did lose a lot of players, wasn't really high on them, but they are proving me wrong right now. Um, big three in Isaiah Livers, John Teske, and Xavier Simpson. Um, just been overall really impressed with this team. Look for them to be ranked possibly in the top five for sure. Top ten. How about just the job that Jawan Howard has done? Yes, yeah. He's taken over for Jim Yeah, those, those kids look like they bought into, a, you know, his program, what he's doing. Mopping the floor, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks, like, looks like they're having a lot of fun yeah. out there. Um, team number two of the week, uh, Stephen F. Austin, of course, defeating number one Duke on the road in Cameron Indoor. Um, this snaps Duke. 150-game home winning streak to non-conference teams. Um, so I think this was the worst upset in the past, like, 20 years for number one team in the nation. Um, and then uh, third best team of the week, uh, number four, Kansas. They defeated a legit Dayton team that we've been hyping up uh, this past week, and uh, they won the Maui Invitational. Um, let's go into my three players. Number one, Marcus Howard. Uh Last couple of days, he's put up 40 points against Davidson. Um, the very next day, put up 51 points against USC yesterday. He is currently carrying this Marquette team to the Orlando Invitational Championship game, where they will face number five Maryland tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Um, second player, we'll go with Armando Bacon, a freshman for North Carolina. He was a big part of their consolation game win against number 11 Oregon yesterday. He put up 23 points and 12 rebounds. Um, like I said, he is only a freshman and looks like he can get um, – he'll improve his game throughout the year as time goes on. Um, I don't know how you feel about this one, Dan. Got Anthony Cowan, Jr., senior guard for Maryland. Uh, 50 points in two games to help Maryland to the Orlando Champion, Invitational Championship crap game. teams. Um, so 30 points against Temple <laughs> and 20 points versus Harvard. And they did need every single one of his points to advance. I mean, they were, correct me if I'm wrong, they were losing in both of those games at one point. That is correct. I mean, they came back, I'll give them that, but I think tomorrow is their biggest test of the season, I believe, against Marquette. Yep. I mean, in parentheses, Marcus Howard, that's basically who they're playing. So, I mean, from what I've seen with Maryland, Marcus Howard shouldn't have much of a problem scoring it's just a matter of can Maryland outscore Marcus Howard, yeah. which I think will happen, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. They've been laying goose I doubt we have any Maryland fans listening to this, but if you are, sorry. <laughs> I'm not jumping off this. Going back to Michigan, do you think they can win the national championship as the last two champions of the Atlantis tournament have gone on to win the championship in the last two years? That is very true. That right from ESPN. That is. (laughs) They played that one about five times. I mean, they are like saying they'll go from unranked to should they be number one in the nation? No. I don't think that's what they're all saying. But I mean, I don't. Has that ever happened before? I I I doubt it. I doubt it has. It's kind of a unique scenario. And that's just from a product at the beginning of the season where I thought Michigan should have been ranked and they weren't. 
and now they're going to jump up inside yeah. the top ten most likely. Surprise! They beat number <laughs> six, and they beat number eight. Yeah. They're probably going to leapfrog both of those teams, I would say. I mean, I, I think we shouldn't – I don't know if people are saying that they're big upsets, you know, because North Carolina and Gonzaga were both ranked inside the top ten, but I thought Michigan should have been ranked all along. Yeah. So I don't really consider them that big of upsets, to be quite honest with you. And they did blow out Gonzaga, and they were at one point. They were blowing, blowing out North out Carolina for there. the majority of that game as well. So impressive stuff from Juwan Howard and his squad early on. They're probably going to jump up inside the top 10, and they become a legitimate threat in the Big Ten and yeah. possibly the favorite now. Michigan State does not look like they're a top five team as of now, and that's where they've been ranked for this entirety of the season so far. So, interested to see what happens with Michigan. They look very good early on. And we move into our tournaments here. We got plenty to go over here. And we'll start with Austin's favorite tournament, Maui Invitational. Number four, Kansas wins it. One of Austin's three teams that he was most impressed with. And we had a lot going on here. Dayton, the Dayton Flyers, they were impressive in this tournament. They blew out Virginia Tech 89-62 to after Virginia Tech beat Michigan State. And we jumped on the Hokies bandwagon. And we then sure they, did. And then they lose to Dayton. And then they foul that up. They lay an egg against BYU. So, as you say here, so much for hyping them <laughs> up. That's, you know, pretty much been the synopsis of what we've done here on this show so far. And Virginia Tech gets rewarded with playing Duke in their next game. Yeah. So, we'll see how that one goes. Not a part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They're the only team not a part of it. Duke and No, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Virginia Tech. Oh, is okay. Tech. I was going to say, I, I was no, looking. Well, I was going to say, Duke doesn't have to do whatever Duke doesn't want to do. So I thought they were the only team that was, I was in looking the ACC at, I was looking at Virginia Tech's schedule. Well, it doesn't, it probably doesn't match up, right? Yeah, so Big 10 team, yeah. has one less team, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. So I'm surprised Duke didn't find their way out of, right? you know, snaggle their way out of getting out of that tournament. But they do, to get, they do get to play a Michigan State team who has not looked good so far this season. Yeah. And then again, Duke. I wasn't very impressed with them the other night against Winthrop at all either. So we'll see. That's kind of a weird game. I think that'll be a weird game. But anyway, Kansas beats BYU 71-56. to This was on Tuesday in the semifinal games. Wednesday was a championship game. Kansas beat Dayton 90-84 to in overtime. I honestly thought this game could have gone either way. I mean, this was an awesome game. It had everything you wanted in it. You know, Kansas was able to pull away in overtime. Obi Toppin, he was a little ineffective in this game. Only 18 points for him. I mean, only 18, I should say. But, I mean, I guess compared to what we were expecting from him in this game, it was the story of Azubuke. He was great. 29 points. Devin Dotson had 31. They were the two key leaders for Kansas. And you mentioned it with the Maryland game. I think this is similar without those two players. Kansas is not winning this game against Dayton. Yeah, no, they're for sure losing it. Um, I, for the most part, I felt um, Azubuki held Toppin in check, we would say. Yeah. Uh, I think Azubuki has a couple inches on him. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Looked I think like that it. was the main like reason it. why. I mean, from what I saw in the Dayton game against Virginia Tech, Toppin was just bigger and stronger than everyone else he was playing. I mean, Virginia Tech's a young team. They just did not have anyone to respond well, they against just him. Dump it up to oh, him yeah. inside, and, and, and dunk it every time. That was what he did basically every time, and he wasn't able to do that in the Kansas game. And I think that threw him off a little bit. But saying that, 
Dayton has some great players. They have that's yeah, they so had other scores. That's what impressed me the most was Toppin wasn't on his game, and Dayton found a way to almost win this game and send it to overtime. They have other guys that can score the ball, but in the end, I mean, how about this Devin Dodson kid? You want to talk about him for a minute? He's got he's got some game to him, and he had 31 in the Kansas winning the championship game, and I thought he really was the difference maker. Yeah, he's really stepping up as a sophomore. Um, usually, I'd say an average about 20 points a game. Uh, definitely took the leap, putting the team on his back. Reminds me of free throws. He reminds me of Graham. Graham, from last Graham year. Yeah, yeah. He, he's basically taken over his role. I, yeah. I think so at least. I mean, what what year did you say Dotson he's a is? Sophomore. He's a sophomore. Okay. Well, Graham was a senior last year, so he had that senior leadership. Dotson, he's a little bit younger, but you kind of feel like he carries the play. And what we saw from the Jayhawk team last year was Graham. He was the facilitator he made everything happen and i think him and you gotta azubuki's gotta stay healthy yep he, he has to stay healthy only played nine games last year he had a wrist, wrist injury, injury correct yeah. if if he can stay healthy this kansas team is going to be legit last year i think that's what held them back yeah. is they didn't have that size they didn't have that low post element to their game because it was basically graham and company last year yeah. if you get that lethal combination of Dotson and azubuki going I mean, I think the sky's the limit for this Kansas team to rebound in the Big 12. I didn't know I was going to give Kansas that much praise, but the more I think about it, I mean, kind of a down year for them, at least for their standards. Yeah, last year they didn't even win the conference. No, first time time in in like 14 years, I believe it was. And the funny thing is, is wasn't there, I want to say there was three teams that shared the title in the Big 12. Can you look that up, Jake? I want to say Texas Tech, like Kansas State, Baylor. might have Baylor might have all split it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, you get classified as a champion <laughs> when you like because the thing was with Kansas is it had been fourteen years, but it was either win or share of the conference yeah, title. Yeah. So they they tied a couple times. They didn't win it outright, but they still were crowned the champion. I don't really. I don't really care if you win the regular season. Yeah. If you win your conference champion, you're the champion of the conference, but that's not how they gauge it, which I don't really understand. But I mean, I, now I'm starting to get on Kansas's case right after I <laughs> you know, started to praise them. So they beat Dayton in overtime, 90 to 84. They win the Maui Invitational. Watch out for those Dayton Flyers. I think they're going to be a threat in the A-10. Um, there's a lot of talent in the A-10. You praised them last episode, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. Uh, quick, nor- quick note excuse me, on the MGM Resorts main event. Colorado, the number 21 team in the nation, wins. They defeat Clemson 71-67. to Not much talk about this Pac-12 team, Colorado Buffs. Anything you want to add on them? No, just a lot of experience coming back from last year. A just another ranked team in the Pac-12, as I've hyped up in recent episodes. Uh, yeah, the MGM Resorts champs uh, defeated a decent Clemson team in the ACC. So we'll see, you know, how they do in their non-conference. Legends Classic, good. number eighteen Auburn. You like this team, the Tigers? Yep. Bruce Pearl has got a good squad this season. That's- they beat Richmond, Jake's team. 79 to 65. Dowdy had 22 points. Austin Wiley had 18 points and eight rebounds. You mentioned here, good showing by Richmond in this tournament. How about that, Jake? Yeah. It was. It was a great showing. It was impressed. Yeah. 
they yeah. they won today. They blew, blew out Boston, they blew College. Out Boston College. My team, my ex team, they're out. They're done. They're <laughs> done. Took them off. <laughs> they're out. They're they're out of the running. But elaborate on this Auburn team a little bit more. I know your your boy Sean Farnham was giving them a little love the other night. They they seem to be the I want to say them in Kentucky. Team. Yeah. You think they're better than Kentucky in the SEC? I think they're, I think they're the best team Ooh. in the SEC right now. Yeah. Um, to go along Kentucky, then I'd put Tennessee, then Florida at the moment. Okay. Um, but they do have five seniors, so a lot of leadership on that team. Um, yeah, we'll see how they fare uh, coming up in the non-conference. Not really sure who they play, but I'm sure they'll beat them. They're looking really good right now. What – what, what has changed with this Auburn team compared to last year? Because I think last year with Auburn, we saw a pretty fast-paced style. They like to push the ball up the floor. Has anything changed? I know you said they got five seniors coming back. Do you like them even more than, than you did last year where they were, you know, exceeded expectations and made it all the way to the national championship game? I think I do because they have that experience of making a Final Four last year. Um, like I said, five seniors, a lot of experience, so they know – you know, what that's like. And, you know, with the freshmen that, that came in on this team, they can lead them and show them, you know, this is a winning team now in Auburn. You know, Bruce Porter, Pearl, excuse me, came in. Team was had a losing record, dead last in the ACC, really turned that program around this last three years, something like that. So, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for this team. You get the feeling that, you know, this team's not really getting that much respect even after going to the national championship game, ranked number 18 right now in the nation. I would assume that jumps out after winning the Legends Classic. Tigers are going to be a threat in the SEC, along with Kentucky and a couple of other contenders, as Austin has just told you. Here on episode number four of the One and Done podcast, we continue on with the Emerald Coast Classic. This one's still going on. We had a couple of juicy games for pretty decent teams, two of them ranked for now. Purdue knocks off number 20, VCU, 59-56. to 56. This was an ugly game. This one, I remember, told, I told you last night, yeah. was 9-9 with about 10, 10 minutes. minutes left in the first half. So about halfway through the first half, there was nothing going on. And this was a low-scoring game that Purdue was able to win, an ugly one. And then Florida State, Jake's team, they beat Tennessee, the number 17 team of the nation, it's the second big win for the Seminoles already after defeating then number six, Florida. Jake, what about this Florida State Seminole team? I'm impressed that they're playing this well this year after they lost six of their top eight scores from last year. Uh, their main returning starter, Trent Forrest, he plays very well defensively. He's finally healthy this year after uh, dealing last year with a toe injury the whole year. He is their leading scorer. Uh, Darren Vessel has made a big step. He's their second guard. Uh, he's making a big step. Went from f- averaging four points last year to two and a half this year. Um, I believe Florida State, uh, wherever their guards play, that's how they'll play shooting-wise. Um, Patrick Williams is a guy to watch out for, I believe. He's a freshman. Uh, I think he can get better as a big man presence. At the moment, he's kind of their sixth man off the bench. Um they did not shoot very well last night against Tennessee. Only shot 35% from the field and 26% from three. But I do expect them to bounce back against Purdue. They have a tough schedule coming up with the Purdue championship game. Then they do play Indiana and Clemson next. Uh, I think the next three games will really tell if they're legit or not. I think I think they should beat Purdue. Tonight. Yeah, they're up 12-10 they right now. I just checked. 
I don't think Purdue is a very good team. I don't think they they have a really – as you saw last night, they have a really hard time scoring, and that's just going to be an issue for them in the yeah. Big Ten all season long. No Carson Edwards. No, no Carson Edwards. I mean, that was really the, the lifeline for yeah. that team last season. They had, he carried them all the way into the Elite Eight, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, they basically on the backs of him. I mean, he just – he got on a roll. like 30-something uh, points a game in the tournament. I, I'm interested. I, look up how many, how many threes Carson Edwards was averaging during the tournament okay. last year. Had to have been like it seven was, or eight. My yeah, God. He, was, he was a killer from behind the arc. But impressive for Florida State. And as mentioned by Austin, they're up early against Purdue in the championship game with the Emerald Coast Classic. We'll probably touch on that in the next episode, who the winner is. We move on to what I think was the best field in terms of tournament play. The battle for Atlantis mentioned earlier, Michigan, they win this. I mean, they beat some tough competition. I mean, they walked over these teams too. That was the most impressive part. They beat Iowa state to start the tournament. who was no slouch in the big 12 at all. And then they go on to beat North Carolina. They beat Gonzaga just a couple of great wins for this Wolverine team early on, but we'll touch on that at the end. Back on Wednesday, North Carolina beat Alabama. Gonzaga defeated Southern Miss. Don't know game for why them. they were in the tournament, but they were the you know, only like, like, slouch slouch in that tournament. Be, uh, Alabama. I mean, yeah. Nate Oates. Yeesh. He's got a rough squad on his hands this year. <laughs> Go Tide. <laughs> speaking of Go Tide, Alabama just missed like a 20-yarder to tie the game with two minutes left. So I think Auburn's going to win, which I'd love. Carson <laughs> Edwards broke the uh, tournament record. He averaged seven threes yeah. in the tournament last year. Yeah, he was crazy. He was wild. And then Austin's favorite game last week, Oregon beat Seton Hall 71-69. to We got to touch on this game real quick. Oregon was trailing by 19 at one point, and I thought Seton Hall had this one in the bag. They come back. Miles Powell had 32 for Seton Hall, but it wasn't enough. Peyton Pritchard, he had 16. I like this kid. Mm-hmm. He, he's great behind the arc. He's got a great stroke. Oregon comes back. They win by two. This Duffs team, we'll touch on it in the Thursday games. They're there. They have a great team. Dana Altman's got to be happy with what he's seen. He's just got to get. He's just got to get over that edge. Uh, great win against Seton Hall. Like I said in the last episode, this was going to be just an awesome game. Um, Oregon was down 19 points. It came to you know back to haunt them because they were down 17 against Gonzaga. Came back, but you know wasn't enough. I think this team just needs to get off to some better starts. Really um, set the tempo of the game and. Just rebound the basketball. I saw that they were getting really out-rebounded by North Carolina, even though they are a great rebounding team. But this this guy's the limit for this team as well. I think they can contend in the Pac-12, really make a run for winning the conference. Tough conference this year, like I've been saying. Um, but I think you'd expect a better showing. Obviously, play three-ranked teams back-to-back-to-back. But, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. not easy. <laughs> and they've already played Memphis. Yep. Was ranked. What were they ranked? Thirteen. Yeah, something like that. Thirteen or fourteen. They they were thirteen and fourteen at the time. But Oregon's played some tough competition. 
and they get two big quality wins. Good non-conference. And then on that as well, they take Gonzaga to overtime and yeah. lose 73-72, to 72, and then they lose to North Carolina. That was a close game as well. I think this Ducks team could make a deep run come March. It's just a matter of getting over the hump. But you better it's better to learn who your team is early on right. than to get into conference play and win these or lose these tough games, I should say. You know, close games to ranked opponents in your conference. Rather lose them in non-conference early on in the season. I like this Ducks team. I think they're going to be around in March, and I'm interested to see uh, what happens when they get into conference play. Remember last year when – they just got so hot towards the end of the year. They oh, won yeah, their yeah. Conference yeah, they year. went in. They won, they won their conference. They were the 12th seed. Yeah. They beat Wisconsin. And then Jake, Jake looked this up. I can't remember who they beat. Like, they beat another team yeah. as well. They, yeah, they went on a crazy run. And, and like they come back. 16, they got a lot like more firepower this season yeah. compared to what they did couple last good year. couple good freshmen. Dana Altman is a good coach. Yeah. He knows he's been around there for a while. And Final four a couple years yeah. back. Yeah, I think this Ducks team is, is going to be good this season. Moving on to Thursday and the semifinals games, Michigan beats North Carolina 73-64. to They throttled them. This yeah. score was not really indicative yeah. of what the actual game was. Eli Brooks had 24 points for Michigan. Cole Anthony, he's really the star of this Tar Heels team this season, and you're seeing that early on. He had 22 in this game. Michigan was 11-26 from the three. North Carolina was a measly 2 of 13 from behind the arc. And as you mentioned here, this is the story of the game. Michigan dominated. They were up 18 at one point. And the Wolverines really just controlled the pace of this game pretty much for its whole entirety. Yep. Wish I watched it. Just like how I wish I watched the Gonzaga. <laughs> but, you know, Thanksgiving, football's on. Got to watch football. But, yeah, the story of the game was the three-point shooting. Um, you said it. Michigan going 11 of 26. Uh, North Carolina going 2 of 13. Um, so North Carolina live by the three, die by the three. They clearly died this game. <laughs> and then we won't go into this, but Gonzaga beat Oregon 73 and to 72 in overtime. Oregon was down, as you mentioned, 17 in this game uh, early on in the first half. Gonzaga was able to survive and hang on. They go out of the championship game and get blown out by Michigan, mm-hmm. 82 to 64. And this was a blowout. There was no getting around it. <laughs> it's just another impressive showing for Michigan. They win the battle for Atlantis. And as you mentioned, completely overlooked them. But they got a couple of great players on their team, Liver Simpson and Teske. As you mentioned here, they run the team. They, yeah. they are what make this team go. And Jawan Howard has got a good squad on his hands. Yep, yep. Really, really fun to watch. Looking for them to play Louisville on Tuesday. Is that Tuesday? I want to say yes, it's Tuesday at 7 30. Yeah, that is, that is going to be a good game. And I don't think we knew it at the time. It was no, we be didn't. as good uh, as it actually is. Louisville is going to be the number one team in the nation. Michigan is top 10, maybe top uh, five. Yeah. And that is going to be. Do we know where that is? That's in Michigan, I believe. Jake, look that up. Did you look up my other stat? Yes, uh, Oregon beat UC Irvine in the second round. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. And yeah. lost to Virginia. Okay, yeah, they got a cake matchup. Was it a close game versus Virginia? It was. Virginia? It was. It was uh, they lost 53-49. Th- oh, oh, I was going to say, okay. I thought the final score was like 30-20. to 20 <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got to talk about this tournament. I don't want to. I don't think anyone wants to hear us talk about it, but – the NIT season tip-off, Oklahoma State, they win the tournament. 
Syracuse, they lay an egg and lose to the Cowboys 86 to 72. Ole Miss beat Penn State 74 to 72. Ole Miss came back in this yep, game. Penn State had this one in hand yep. until the Rebels came back and stole it away. And Ole Miss probably wishes that Penn State won the game because then they go on to play Oklahoma State. And they lose 78 to 37. They get absolutely throttled. And then to add insult to injury, Penn State beats Syracuse 85 to 64. Cancel the season. Get Cuse off national TV. Shot a usual 33%. Out rebounded 57 to 28 in parentheses. Sick. Penn State had 23 offensive rebounds in parentheses. Awesome. Just bad. These are all comments that Austin put into the Google Doc before this episode. Do you want to elaborate on these, or do you just want to leave it at that? Cuse Nation, I know we're all hurting right now. But but it's not going to get any better. It's going to get much, much worse. (laughs) We can't score the basketball. Transition defense is abysmal. No one's there. Why don't you just give them an open layup? Can't rebound. We got no. three guys trying to get the rebound, and Watkins is just, I'm going to grab the ball with one hand put it back in. It's just, it's unbelievable. I don't know what Jim's doing. He's, oh, God. I mean, Jim, in Jim's defense, I don't really think he has much to work with. And I told you about this last night, Austin. Fran on ESPN, color analyst, was absolutely laying in Syracuse. He, <laughs> no he said, talent, no he was talent, like, this times. is the worst talent for team I've seen. And I've watched a lot of Syracuse basketball in the last 25 years. This is the worst team I've seen in years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong no, from, what not. I, from, from what we've seen From so what far. I've seen in my years of being a Cuse basketball fan, I mean, there's just there's no stars. There's no talent on this roster. Elijah Hughes is the closest thing that I could find to a basketball player. <laughs> I mean, get me out on the court. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm garbage. I suck. Maybe but make a couple baskets. My God. You know, it's bad to think is we would love to have Chuku back on the team right now. <laughs> He's looking like an NBA player. <laughs> God. CD bag gets in there. Uh, Two points, one points, five fouls. Sidibe is a poor man's chuku, and that is not something to be proud of. No, no, no. It is not. There's just – there's no one – there's no one that can score. Their defense can play as good as they want, and their defense played like crap last night. 85 points to Penn – excuse me, to Penn State. I mean – That's bad. It's bad. And you said it yourself, Joe Girard looks like the only one that wants to – Win to play out Do there, I, even though he did shoot what one of 11. I don't care. He came into the game and he had like three turnovers, he created a couple of points, nice passes. And as Fran said about 20 times, he played quarterback in high school. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say about Syracuse. It's what, just, it's, it's, it's disgusting. What really killed me was you know, we fought back, we tied it 35 35. And then they just kept you texted threes. me. You texted me at halftime, and you were like, "It's a God's blessing that yeah. we're down by seven. seven. Seven, yeah. God, man. Tied 35-35, and then like they just keep hitting threes, and then we couldn't get it past six, and then it climbed to eight, couldn't get past eight, and then they just blew us out of the water. Uh, it's gonna be a rough one, Cuse Nation. Penn State 
does not have much talent on their team no, either. They don't. Watkins is just a big man. Big man. And he's um, just bigger than everyone else on Syracuse. I don't know they had was Lamar Stevens. Who's, I think he's a junior. He puts up like 15 a game, but that's it. They had that one dude who Jones draining threes. He had like four threes. Leave him wide open. Why don't you, Syracuse? I, everything that happens right now, I'm just gauging back to Virginia. and I, It's just unfathomable. <laughs> they give up. Penn State scores 85 points, and Syracuse scores 64. Contrary to that, Virginia scored 48 points against Syracuse, and Syracuse scored 34. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. You, I, I don't know how you give up that little of points to Virginia but you give up 85 points to Penn State, <laughs> and Virginia is going to be ranked probably in the top five. Oh, that's so gross. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Got to figure something else. Better recruiting. We are My God. this year. We are going to finish. We're going to be playing on Tuesday at 12 o'clock oh in the, the ACC game. tournament against Georgia Tech or Boston College. Jake, write that down. And we're going to lose. I don't think we'll lose, but – I think we'll lose. I think we'll lose. We're going to pull one of those stupid runs where we just play great defense. Remember that year? It was like two, three years ago when they they beat like Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Michigan State scored like 51 points. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just did this to everyone. And But I don't think, one, I don't think their defense is as good as it normally is. Because they don't have that big man in the middle. They don't have him. So you're taking size away, and you're seeing teams exploiting the middle of the zone. And once they get into the middle of the zone, they have time to roam because they don't have – there's no Chuku there. There's no big man. Sidibe just is not capable of playing in this system. That not capable of doing anything. That, that, no, that, Be- that Beheim is instilled. And it's, it's going to kill Syracuse like all year. Fran was saying they're going to have to at some point put in Gurrier. Apparently he's been hurt, and that's why he is not playing big minutes. And that's going to make. You saw it. when him and Gerard came into the game; they they looked like a team at least. Yeah. Like he played thirty-one the other night, Gurria. Well, so. that's not promising then. <laughs> <laughs> They're still not winning. Dolajai has taken a huge step back. He's, he, I was very impressed with him his freshman sophomore year. I thought he was making great progress, but it just comes to show that when you don't have highest battle there and Frank Howard just you you know and you got to be the you got to be the man he's obviously not capable of that so when you look at past teams we've had teams where we had guards that could make shots all we have is Elijah Hughes right now who can drain it from outside yeah but every once so often I haven't seen any consistency from him yet Every time, you know, I see him shoot, it goes in. <laughs> sometimes I look away, sometimes I don't. And then when I don't look away, it I guess goes it's in. hard. He's the only one that shoots the ball, so that's what that makes it even more. Yeah, difficult. right. That's a, that's enough Syracuse talk yeah. for this show. For, Sorry for that tangent. For the year, move on to Dan's teams. I, I don't think this is going to bring the morale <laughs> of the show up anymore. But the Paul. Beat Minnesota seventy three to sixty eight. I think that's a big win for. That is a big one. 
Came now in. they take on Texas Tech. That's not as big of a matchup as we thought it was going to be after Texas Tech lost back-to-back games to one of DePaul's counterparts of the Big East, Creighton, who I have I, I put them on the same level as DePaul. Okay. okay. So I think this is a pushing game. I think DePaul wins. All right. We'll see. Wednesday DePaul, at 8.30. DePaul did have an amazing comeback, down 18 at the half yes. for Central Michigan. Yeah. It's all right. They came back. Wins a win. Wins a win. Wins a win. Yeah. Charlie Moore. Yeah. He's won the John Wooden Award. <laughs> hey, you never know. Hey, you, you never do know. That's why we, that's why we that's watch. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> Dayton, my Flyers, they lost to Kansas 98, 90, I should say, 84 in overtime. They get a bye game against Houston Baptist on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but. Uh, just an impressive showing from Dayton in that tournament. I think they caught the eyes of a lot of people, especially in you know the close circle of college basketball. Yeah. They're going to be paying attention to Dayton. I think they're going to be a contender come playoff time uh, in, in March Madness. Regardless, I think if everything goes to plan as it has been for Dayton, they're going to be an at-large bid easily, regardless yes. regardless of if they win their A-10 tournament, yeah. which we know it's very difficult to win your conference tournament come, you know, Late, late March, late February, early March. But we'll they see. Have a, they have their bye game, but then they go in and play St. Mary's following their bye game. Ooh, that'll be a great game. What, where, what day is that? Where is that game? Is it in Dayton? No, it's in St. Mary's. Mary's, Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh, neutral court. I don't know. All I know is it is tough to go into St. Mary's and win a basketball game. Yeah, it's crowd was hyped. Yes. That that place was rocking last they night. Were. Against uh, Utah State, that's a victory. Let's get my nickels off of here. I like nickels, though. Really? You think they could? I mean, they're gonna have to obviously win their tournament. Yeah. But what? What are they in the Southern Conference? Jake looked that up. <laughs> I can't remember. They beat Blue Mountain College one hundred two to fifty six. That's a that's a good moral victory, I guess. <laughs> Now they play Campbellsville, Harrodsburg. What the hell is <laughs> this? <laughs> Who is this team? It, it, wait, can you look up the Southland Conference so I can see if this team is like? There's no way they're in the conference. They didn't play have yet. a logo next to oh, yeah, yeah. Division Two. That, yeah, yeah, that means that they're the Division Two yeah, team or their by game. Yeah, <laughs> and then Vermont plays. Goldet University. Well, they beat them ninety-three to forty-four. Oh, they got a big game. They play Yale tomorrow at three o'clock. I think I'll be tuning in for that. Actually, I won't be tuning in because it'll be snowing and I'll be working. <laughs> but that's a big game for Vermont, at least. Yeah, Yale's been competitive. Yale has a couple been competitive. teams. So is uh, Harvard. Yes, Harvard. A couple of IDV teams. What do you got for us? Stephen F. Austin is in the Southland Conference. Ooh. Oh, are they really? Okay, with Nichols. Ooh, big matchup. I think I might have to get off of Nichols and move to Stephen F. <laughs> I think I like Stephen F's chances a little bit more. I have never heard of any of the other teams in that conference. New Orleans? Is UMBC in that? No, 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 no. no. UMBC is, uh, I don't know the conference. Isn't but it Vermont's I, conference? They're, no. They're in the Big Ten. No. The, uh, yeah. Jeez. Jeez. I take, I take, no, no. Not in the A-10. <laughs> God. Good try, though, Jake. <laughs> I had a team I wanted to put on here. I can't remember though. I, I'm off of Nichols. I'll stay on Vermont, Dayton, and DePaul. Those are my three teams. I'm sticking. I'm sticking for now. I like what I've seen. I'm scared when DePaul gets into conference play that things just take a turn for the worst. 
But yeah, they do play a lot of good teams. Big East is back. They never left. <laughs> as, as I as I said. As I said, you guys got anything else before we get out of here? Your UMBC retrievers are in the American East Conference. That's that's Vermont's conference, isn't it? I believe it is. With Albany, Stony Brook. I mean, it's the same four teams that usually compete for the the title every year. That's it. Anything else? Do I know any other teams in there? No, I don't. don't Or are you just – it's not – loading for you so you're telling me that i don't know any of them (laughs) that's what it is you're just trying to stall and tell me that there isn't any teams that i know whatever jake it doesn't even matter you were correct correct. i was binghamton stony brook let's go my catamounts we'll see that's your feast week recap here the one and done podcast we'll be back Next week, Thursday, I'd say little, Wednesday uh, or Thursday, ACC Big, Ten, uh... ACC Big Ten Challenge Breakdown. We got a couple of juicy games coming out. Hope you guys are watching. Hope you guys are listening. We're not seeing much feedback right now, even though we're moving on to your major listening platforms. We'd like to see everyone else get a little more involved here, folks. We need, we need you guys to come through on the, on the playback end. We're looking to get into double digits here this next week. Yeah. I mean, my mom, a couple of Jake's friends, that's what we're getting at. Sure, Karen will listen. We got to branch out a little bit here, all right? (laughs) Anyways, hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening here on Feast Week Recap, episode number four. We'll be back sometime next week, break down the Big Ten ACC Challenge games. I'm sure there'll be another top 25 upset. Number one, Louisville will probably end up losing. Revolving door, people. Revolving door, exactly what it is. Parody, the epitome of college basketball. (laughs) We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for joining us here. For Dan Cooter, Austin Atwood, and Jake Uther, saying so long on the One and Done podcast.